discussion. <laughs> Getting a little ahead of myself here. Uh, yeah, the season's about to begin, so we might as well get used to being in the groove of things. Anyways, uh, thanks for everyone sticking around. Kind of having a little, um, kind of starting off the program uh, with some difficult, dif- technical difficulties earlier. So, you know, if you um, were tuned in on earlier, uh, thank you and thank you for returning. Whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, or YouTube, this is the Shark City Session. I stand corrected. The Shark City Session, just a day after the whole four-day weekend. Well, four-day weekend for me. I don't know about the rest of y'all out there. But um, it's been an eventful, an eventful Independence Day for us here in San Jose. Um, you know, the Sharks have been... Very peculiar with all this whole breaking news and whole like stories that they've been dropping. I mean, honestly, a lot of us were thinking, okay, we're not going to get anything, you know, on June 30th, we're not going to get anything out of the Sharks going into the holiday weekend. And then first thing, like first thing in the morning on Friday, uh, you know, San Jose releases Bob Bugner and, you know, all day yesterday during the holiday, July 4th holiday, just all this news um, leading up to the announcement of what is now the fifth general manager in Sharks history, Mike Greer. Congratulations to Mike Greer on being named the new general manager of Sounds of Sharks. Um, so, you know, a lot of this has come as a surprise to, to most of us. You know, we've been hearing this name being dropped in the conversation for the past couple of weeks leading up until today's official announcement and um you know i believe last time we took the poll about 54 percent of you believed that mike greer was going to be the finalist over ray whitney so congratulations to everyone out there who uh, were on the the winning side of that poll i guess is the best way of say it anyways enough of all that let's uh let's just kind of review all of what happened yesterday during the whole 4th of July weekend. I mean, fireworks all over in Sharks territory, even before the actual fireworks began. So, uh, Pierre LeBron kind of started off uh, in the morning. Well, actually, not really. It was the sounds of Sharks who started off this whole thread and this whole frenzy early on on July 4th. Uh, you know, dropping the tweet on Twitter saying, What's everyone doing tomorrow at 11 p.m.? Or, excuse me, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we love to formally introduce someone to you all. Check back with us then for a live stream. Sleep well, besties. So it's like, okay, you know, um, obviously, for some of us who are on vacation, some of the some of us who may have put the phone away, who may have uh, digitally detoxed, as they call it, and just enjoyed family, um, you may have missed out. But yeah, they were pretty much dropping the news from you know the whole day. You know, following that tweet was Pierre LeBron uh, with. Strong indications that Mike Greer is the front runner to land the Sharks GM job, though it's not confirmed with anyone in the Sharks organization. Not that that mattered much because, you know, later on that evening, right before most of us here in San Jose were enjoying the whole fireworks show going on, uh, Kevin Weeks had breaking news and he said that he was told that Mike Greer will be the new general manager. And, you know, he became the first black person over a hundred years of NHL hockey to make history in doing so. So, you know, congratulations to Mike Greer and, you know, the South Sharks organization. I think overall, this is a, this is a W. This is a dub in my book. Um, so, you know, 
first of all, let's let's just discuss that quickly, okay? So, um, you know, the significance of him being the first black general manager in NHL history. And it's not what the whole focal point of this podcast will be on, I promise, on today's episode. But, you know, it is something that has never happened before. And the San Jose Sharks are the ones to, you know, kind of in a way make it happen. So it's, it's very exciting times here in San Jose. Um, so this is coming from the score. Mike Greer spoke on the significance of his accomplishment on his introductory press conference. Okay, so I think the best way to speak of um, anything that's significant is to hear it from the person themselves rather than give my two cents, right? So here is uh, Mike Greer on his significance of this accomplishment, right? Or the significance of his accomplishment, pardon me. And this is Mike Greer, I quote, It's something I'm extremely proud of. Since my playing days, the league itself has gotten more and more diverse. There's more black players in the league and minorities in the league. There's more women and minorities in front office and scouting and coaching positions. From my standpoint, that's something I'm happy to see and excited to see. For me, my job is to do the best I can for the San Jose Sharks organization. And if I do that, hopefully it opens the door to give other opportunities to other minorities. All right. So, again, you know. This is historic moment here for the Salzy Sharks. Um, you know, for some of you out there who, you know, and you're going to always have people who chirp, okay? It doesn't matter um, what decision it may be or, you know, what direction a team may take. Um, you'll always have people who chirp on the other side. And to those out there who are chirping on the other side, my response to you is I highly doubt, I firmly believe that this isn't some type of clap trap hiring, as they call it. Uh, Mike Greer, according to the entire front office, was the most qualified candidate available. So, you know, um, he was a right ringer who was drafted back in, what, 1993? Like, just a couple of years after the Sharks were born. Um, he has over 1,100 career games in the National Hockey League. Uh, for those of you who are wondering about the general manager experience, obviously the Sharks have already expressed that GM experience wasn't necessarily um, a qualification or a requirement for this position. Uh, but just for those of you who want to know what he's been to after he retired in 2011, he became a scout with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, he earned a Stanley Cup ring in 2015 with them for his contributions, okay? So obviously he has the experience and I can assume the skills to find players that eventually will, you know, uh, lead to hoisting that cup. Uh, he also coached prep school hockey for several years before he joined New Jersey as an assistant coach. He did that for two seasons and um, he was most recently with the Rangers of New York as a hockey operations advisor. And he did that for Chris Drury, which is a lot of, um, you know, which is a name that you might hear a lot of lately because of their ties going back. To... Anyways, I'm not even going to get into hypotheticals. The bottom line is he is more than qualified to build a winning team and create a winning culture. Um, I'm not going to go too much into review of the entire press conference. I believe it's about 37, 38 minutes long, and it's available almost on every social media platform. So if you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Um, and obviously, you can go directly to the Sharks website to catch the video replay as well. Anyways, uh, but out of that press conference, I think uh, 
couple of things stood out. First of all, let me just talk about a couple of foolish things. He was asked about Bob Boudner being fired and the Vander Kane situation by a couple of uh, reporters. I think that's kind of ridiculous, um, in my opinion, first of all. And his response to the whole Bob Boudner hiring, I think, was a, was definitely the high road and classy, speaking of you know, not being a part of the organization or the, or the front office or the management team at that time. So how can he actually give you like an assessment, right? But, um, you know, long story short is like, you know, talk about like the wrong time to bring up some of the old BS. Like we're celebrating something historic here and you want to go talk about or bring up and, you know, your opportunity to ask this guy, you know, about what he wants to do and whatnot. And you're going to go bring up some of the, um, you know, some of the stuff that we're trying to get, you know, past or behind us anyways. But back to um, one of the things that stuck out from the questions he asked. So one of the biggest things which everyone's talking about is Mike Greer is not looking to rebuild. So here's a story that's coming out of the athletic, right? Um, So again, if you watched the press conference, you'll hear him respond directly speaking about how free agency and the draft are going to be his top priorities. Um, He said that there's a list of coaching candidates that they're going to want to probably speak to in the next coming, um, you know, weeks or so, but it seems as if now, you know, who knows, you know, they could hit us up with another breaking news announcement by this weekend. But long story short is it seems as if we're not going to have a coach at least for the next like five days, right? At least five days. The draft is in a couple and um, I'm assuming you know, free agency and then the arbitration process, which I'll say it right now, I was incorrect. I thought they weren't going to bring a new GM to deal with that whole Evander Kane situation. But here, hey, here we are now, right? Anyways, um, so so all that to say is that Greer isn't really seeming to have his priorities on filling the vacancy just yet at the Sharks' head coaching position, and he's more or less looking to you know, um, build around the core or whichever guys that they decide to maintain or whatever contract they decide to maintain, um, you know, as the season, um, or as we get closer to, you know, the 2022, 2023 season anyways. So, um, pretty much this is a quote from Greer. He says, you know, when it comes to like, you know, what he, he wants, like the team identity to be, he said it should be tenacious, highly competitive, in your face, fast, hard to play against. Uh, pretty much that's what you see when you watch the playoff, and that's what wins in the league. And again, reinforce, uh, reinforcing the um, the idea of not wanting to rebuild. Uh, he actually threw Arizona out there, uh, using them as examples, saying, and I quote, we're not looking to tear this down like Arizona or some teams that have done in the past. Yes, there's challenges with the salary cap, but I think the majority of the league is dealing with the flat cap and they have their issues. So, um, you know, a lot of Sharks fans out there are wondering, okay, uh, now that Mike Greer is here, who is going to disappear? Wow, I should put that in a book. <laughs> that rhymed. My bad. Anyways, um, so... A lot of people are kind of calling for Vlasic, looking for the buyout, looking for that like extra $8 million uh, wiggle room in salary cap space for the next two seasons. Um, other people are kind of hoping that he like implodes the D-line. You know what? Personally, I'll say this, okay? I think that they will make some moves, and I think it will be on the D-line in the future because it just makes sense. However, 
you know, for those of us who are looking for them to do it now, to do it like, you know, just as soon as he walks through that door and just start, you know, making trades. I mean, I think we're kind of um, we're hoping for a little bit too much right off from the start. It might have to be a slow process, something that we see maybe going into into, you know, the new year, you know, after the winter. But that's just my opinion. Uh, personally, though, all that to say is, yeah, I think some of our guys, uh, these big contracts, I think their days are numbered here. Uh, Tomas Hurdle obviously is here to stay. Uh, Timo Meyer, you know, for two seasons now, two off seasons at least, his name has been kind of dropped in the whole trade talk. Everyone's talking about Burns going back with Pavelski because the board is now in Texas with Dallas. I mean, we'll see. Obviously, there'll be some. There'll be some buyers out there as well. There may be some people looking for the services of some of our, uh, you know, star players. But I think, you know, um, right off the bat, like, you know, starting to see things happen um, throughout the rest of the month of July or even going to August, I think it's asking a little too much. It really is. It seems as if maybe this first season or the first half, however long it takes, that they're going to try to incorporate you know, the core that they have now with some of their prospect pool that they've had. And he said himself, they're trying to, you know, rebuild this. Well, not rebuild, pardon me. Uh, you know, like strengthen and, you know, continue to build that prospect pool. Because now these guys like Eklund, Bordalo, and all the other names that we've been playing for to play in the Sharks jersey for the last two seasons, they may get their chance now. So now we need to, you know, uh, continue to fill their vacancies that they're going to leave like on the CUDA or in our prospect pool. Um, so, you know, we could continue to have long-term success. So what I'm hearing from Mike Greer so far is, is, is exactly what I'm hoping to hear from the next shark general manager. I'm not looking for somebody drastic or erratic, just frantically trying to free up space and, and, you know, try to bid on maybe some of the best free agents and try to just kind of contract dump players onto other teams you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm hoping to see somebody, you know, um, handle things properly because remember, he's trying to create a culture here. And the last thing you want is to, you know, create a, a culture of having, you know, your big star players being expendables. Anyways, uh, that's my two cents. I'll kind of step back off my sto my soapbox here. Um, But yeah, again, in his own words, all right, because let's listen to the pro, listen to the new GM, not just this, you know, show host here. And I quote, for us, we're not looking to rebuild. There's a lot of R words you can use. Uh, there may, there might be a few bumps in the road ahead. Maybe you've got to step back a little bit to go forward, but we're going to try and get better and try and make sure the roster, uh, to, to make the roster, pardon me, better every day. Our goal is to win here. All right, so, you know, the expectations of, of some winning hockey are, are obviously still remaining. Um, for the fan base, it may not be, you know, so um, the the cries to win or for change may not be so loud now that, you know, Bugner's out of the building and the new GM has been revealed. So, you know, I can't imagine with the exception of, you know, um, biased opinions about X contracts, uh, I can't imagine there being too much more for the fan base to kind of, you know, be loud about. I think at this point, we got to just take a step back. We've got what, honestly, we got what we asked for, right? We've got change, and we got a lot sooner than most of us thought. And, you know, we could be very opinionated as to why we may have got this reveal and why they may have last minute taken, you know, the boogeyman out of the picture. 
But at this point, it's all going to be pure speculation. And if you want to um, listen to what I thought and review um, that whole, um, you know, that whole thing, that whole fiasco, uh, check out our previous uh, episodes this last couple of days. And you can find that on SharkCityHockey.com. All right, so Mike Greer's brother from the Miami Dolphins, all right, via the Miami Dolphins, pardon me, he released a statement. So this is Chris Greer, and I quote, I am incredibly happy and proud of Mike. Sounds like Sharks organization is gaining a man of high character and integrity. He has always been respected on and off the ice by his peers. Mike will bring his work ethic and passion every day to the job. Mike understands the game with intelligence, experience, and knowledge to succeed as a GM. Our parents deserve all the credit for how they raised us. We are very fortunate to be able to observe and learn from our father, Bobby, while growing up. Congratulations to Mike and the Sounds of Sharks on a great hire. All right. So, you know, this historic moment is transcending sports, different sports, if you will. Um, I've already seen the New York Times, Forbes, um, you know, major news networks. They've all covered the news. Some local news networks have, you know, they're present. And, um, you know, I think it's pretty dope. We mentioned this in the last episode. There being a NHL-NFL brother-GM combo, and they both are, you know, animals or, or, you know, they're both beautiful creatures that belong in the ocean. In Miami, you have the Dolphins and then the Sharks. I mean, in San Jose, you have the Sharks. Now... This is my pet peeve of the day, okay? My little rant of the day. There's a lot of people out there referring to Dolphins as being like the NFL's um, team that's till. You got the wrong Florida team out there, people, all right? NFL's team that is till is the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? Duval. And uh, honestly... Some people in the Sharks organization should know this because just last year they hired one of their uh, people from their legal team from the Jaguars. But yeah, Miami Dolphins is not uh, the team of Till. It's actually Jacksonville. Anyways, and that's my pet peeve slash rant um, of the day. So that's pretty much all the news. The rest of the show is going to pretty much be reaction. Um, so... If you're watching on Twitch, if you're joining us on Instagram Live, if you're on Facebook or on YouTube, by all means, drop a comment in the uh, whole you know chat section here, and you know let's let's talk Sharks hockey. How are you all feeling about Mike Greer getting hired as a new GM? Uh, I think you know a couple of weeks ago too, we asked, we did a poll, and hey, a lot of you are right out there. Uh, more than 50, I would say more than 60% of you. I have to go double check to see the exact number. But it was a majority for sure. You all said that we're going to have a new GM in place before the uh, draft started. I didn't think so. So, you know, congrats to everyone out there in Shark, in Shark Territory. And thank you to everyone who participated in our Instagram polls. Of course, if you want to, you know, join the rest of your fellow Sharks fans here in Shark City, by all means, follow us on Instagram. And, you know, set your live notifications because this is where uh, we'll be doing a lot of our, our content and sessions throughout the summer. But anyways, um, yeah, most of y'all thought that this was going to happen before the whole uh, free agency. And, you know, just for the sake of kind of reviewing and recovering, I know I invited you to check out the previous episode. 
but um, some you know some of us out there, including myself, speculated whether or not this whole GM news announcement or hiring is coming early because of some of the previous news that was leaking out there. Um, so you know, what do y'all think? Also, there's something I do want to kind of um, ask y'all out there, and I want to kind of focus on right now myself is, and I don't mean any disrespect again to Mike Greer. And I don't mean to try to do anything um, to bring a, to try to take away the significance of this, you know, um, historic moment. However, uh, you know, a lot of Sharks fans out there are wondering, like, hey, this is pretty much the guy who, um, you know, even though he's more than qualified. Again, I'm not trying to rain on on the significance. I'm just simply saying, um, and the Sharks front office said himself, he was the most qualified candidate available available okay so again uh you can review this in detail in the previous episodes but essentially there was news breaking out there that there's a lot of people who were finding this um position to be extremely unattractive and i believe the um i don't want i don't want to go too much into the exact quote but essentially you know they're saying things of ownership and they were you know, pretty much making it seem like, hey, um, you know, like, good luck. <laughs> good luck in San Jose. Uh, not very, um, you know, desirable package to be, you know, walking into. Um, and that package was not being able to name your own assistant GM, not being able to have your own scouting crew. You know what I'm saying? A lot of GMs, they have to come in and they like to bring in their own guys. Um, so all that to say is, you know, congratulations again to Mike Greer. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully this decision comes with, again, you know, a long term success plan and not just a fix it right now type of deal. Um, Again, I'm speaking out of my depth here when it comes to this, because I'm just a fan reacting. Right. Like, what do I know about the world of the front office or whatever conversations going to NHL unless it's leaked like a lot of it was this past week. But um, long story short is. You know, I'm I'm a little concerned. I'm a little reserved. Okay, I'm a big Mike Greer fan, and I was I was going for him out of the, the reported Sharks finalists, our ex Sharks finalist. But you know, I'm a little concerned because it's so late in the process. I'm a little concerned because Bob Booner was fired literally days before, like you know, this whole physical year begins. I'm a little concerned about how the league um, and and everyone is kind of holding San Jose right now. They talked about the culture, too. Um, they brought that up about, you know, some of the reports of the Barracuda player last season and kind of reminiscent of what happened with Evander Kane in that whole situation. So, you know, they asked Greer about, you know, essentially what does he want to do about that? Of course, he had the appropriate response, which is he didn't spend too much time on that. And he want, he obviously wants to be at a place where, you know, there's good people and, you know, where he wants to work. So he, reinfer- he reinforced you know, the ideology that, hey, San Jose is a great place to be and we're surrounded by great people on and off the ice. So, you know, um, obviously, you know, how are you going to respond any other way? But the point I'm trying to get at is, you know, he has he has a lot of things to kind of fix. You know what I mean? And I think there's a good bridge. I think there's a good bridge for um, not just some of the players, but some of the fans. Uh, some of the fans who may have um, belts you know, some type of way about how everything was being handled by the Sharks. Um, I'll just put it this way, okay? A year ago, you know, this is definitely a proud moment in history for the Sharks because, you know, unlike last year, you know, when they posted 
like an ill-advised illustration on Juneteenth. This is actually like, you know, um, the how to trend in the appropriate direction. Anyways, and that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to make this too controversial or make this scene about anything, you know, outside of, you know, uh, the GM hire. But the point I'm trying to get at is, number one, is this like the best the absolute best that the Sharks can get. And with the reports that are, you know, kind of leaking out there with people running away from it, you know, I'll let you all decide on that one. Number two, you know, is this going to be a long-term deal? You know, the last general manager lasted for damn near 20 years. You know what I mean? So, you know, is Mike Greer, is he going to be someone that we see, you know, five years from now? I hope so, to be honest. Um, and, and then number, number three is, you know, again, tremendous task with the salary cap situation. Now having to find a coach while also dealing with this grievance situation with the next player and then also trying to fix what apparently is a dysfunctional locker room or at least a broken locker room. All right. From the reports that are out there. So, you know, he has a tremendous task ahead of him and I really hope, I really hope that it all works out because, you know, what we want to see is, um, you know, as Sharks fans, which is pretty much all we could really say about it, we can't pretty much speak anything else besides what we see on the ice, right? Or at least that's that's how I how I feel sometimes. Like you know, whatever may go on behind the you know behind the scenes or backstage, all that matters is what happens on that ice. Well, you know. A lot of all that backstage and all that stuff, you know, um, in between closed doors and all that stuff behind the walls, it, it translates on the ice. It, it finds its way out there. And the Sharks haven't looked like a team that, <laughs> you know, they haven't looked like a team, period. I won't even have to, like, finish that uh, that sentence with any example. They haven't looked like a team, period. So what I'm hoping is that Mike Greer kind of is the first step in kind of bringing back what's going to be the winning culture in San Jose. And again, I may be speaking on my depths here because I'm just a fan. I'm not an ex-player or, you know, I'm not an expert insider. But, you know, again, as a fan, I'm just concerned just a little bit about the timing of the announcement of hiring, the timing of the firing of the of Bob Booner, and, you know, the fact that the reports were people were running away from San Jose. And again, you know, the front office, and we mentioned this in a previous podcast, when they were making their hire, they said if they couldn't get it done with whoever, what it seems like we were looking for, they'll have it done by late July to early August. The goal was to get it done for the physical year. So essentially they achieved that goal. So kudos to them. But my, my concern again is, you know, is this, you know, like they said, this is the best candidate available. So, you know, I'm hoping that this is the best candidate for the organization in terms of this tremendous task that they have, that he has ahead of him. And anyways, it isn't going to fall all on Mike Greer anyways. I'm not worried about that. All I'm worried about is, you know, as a, as a fan, is whether or not, you know, we're going to see his impact or whether or not we're going to see whatever it is he brings early on. You know, obviously the goal is to return to the playoffs next year. That's what we all want to see. And that's all what really matters. So, you know, uh, let me rewind here a little bit because I know we kind of kind of wandered some of the, you know, kind of um, darker, more unpleasant streets here throughout Shark City. But, you know, let's get let's get back onto that whole parade where we're celebrating what is truly historical moment here 
in uh, San Jose, and that is Mike Greer, the fifth general manager of Sharks history, the first black general manager in NHL history. Um, you know, he was, yeah, you know, San Jose has their guy. So, you know, I, I couldn't be any prouder than for the organization in terms of the his, historic part. And at the same token, in terms of, you know, just whole pure fandom, just being a fan, I couldn't be more worried as well. <laughs> and that would be the same sentiment I'd have if they said Ray Whitney, just for clarification, okay? Um, again, supposedly being an ex-Sharks player was one of the, you know, um, kind of one of, like, you know, the main things that was needed for this position. And I'm hoping that wasn't for the mere or pure case of just trying to win us fans over. I really hope not. Again, I'm just speaking out my depths here. It's all pure speculation and reaction. Um, so by all means, again, uh, if you want to join or if you want to hear, you know, if you if you want to share your thoughts out there, by all means, drop a comment. Uh, whichever platform you're listening on, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitch. But yeah, um, I think in the long run, I think maybe three to five years from now, we'll look back on this day and we'll be like, that was an amazing moment. And, you know, in Sharks history, because honestly, Mike Greer, he already earned a ring as a scout. He already has a Stanley Cup championship ring as a scout. I don't see any reason why he cannot earn one as a general manager of the San Jose Sharks. And, you know, then have his name etched on the Stanley Cup, you know, the first black general manager's name will be etched from the Stanley Cup. I think that'd be amazing. Anyways, but we'll see. Three to five years, or who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll have the greatest turnaround part two in San Jose and find ourselves in the finals and raising the cup at the end of the season next year in 2023. Anyways, uh, so thank you guys and uh, everyone else out there who's been um, you know following along for the last 33 minutes. I appreciate you all who came back after the first um, technical difficulty we had at uh, the beginning of the last uh, or earlier in this in this uh, broadcast. Um, happy birthday to Doug Wilson, by the way. Isn't that something? Mike Greer is named general manager on our previous general manager's birthday. I mean, it, that's you couldn't write it any better than that. That's like almost poetic. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Uh, once again, thank you to everyone who's been listening. Uh, check out all of our uh, Shark City sessions and last season's Shark City podcast since I accidentally dropped that name here during this show uh, on SharkCityHockey.com. Of course, uh, wherever you're watching, if you're not following us now, check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, username at SharkCityHockey. Like the page, join over 1,200 other followers on our Facebook page, over 800 on Twitter, and uh, slowly building toward five on Instagram. We try to stay humble here, but obviously we want to grow our community and the reach. All right. I am Aaron James. Thank you to everybody out there. If you just joined, don't worry. I will post this replay video on the Instagram account. And, uh, you know, you can enjoy it from the start. I'm going to sign off for the rest of the evening. Uh, we'll get together probably to react to the draft picks in the next coming days. And, you know... Once they drop the news on who their coach is going to be, we'll talk about that as well. I'm Aaron James. Hopefully, um, you know, everything that 
you heard tonight didn't uh, strike you the wrong way. And hopefully, you know, all of you out there see what's going on here in Sharks territory as a huge plus and positive and hopefully as like symbolically just, you know, turning the page on the last couple of years. The boogeyman experiment is over. All right. The boogeyman experiment is over. The sun is now rising in Sharks territory. It's a new day. All right, guys. Everyone.